This is the Movie Hall of Fame Snyder Cut Week for uh, Friday, March 19th, 2020. And there he is across the table from me, the Steppenwolf to my dark side. I'm Steppenwolf. Adam Hall. I don't want to be Steppenwolf. Adam? I don't know. How you doing? I'm okay. We are in person for the first time in what has felt like an eternity. We're here talking movies. Yes. I did want to talk Oscar nominations before we get into the main event because, boy, oh, boy, do we have a main event today. We've got uh, quite the main event. Um, the uh, 2021 Oscar nominations were just announced. They just announced that they're doing an in-person ceremony. No Zoom they calls. They're having all those people come in? They are not allowing Zoom calls. They have told the nominees, you want to do a Zoom acceptance speech? Fuck off. You're coming in person. You're wearing a mask. You're sitting in the front row of the Staples Center or whatever. And you're going to like it. If only Marlon Brando were alive to see this. Yeah. Marlon, no Zoom calls. <laughs> I actually thought this was a decent list and really yes really considering the caliber of movie that was released in 2020 and obviously there were a few that were left out like Uh i would have liked to see the five bloods Uh at least represented in some form whether it be like a arbitrary like screenplay nomination or like delroy yeah i know like everybody's happy that steven yun is nominated in best actor and that is like a nice nomination and i really like him as an actor but yeah, what are we doing here? Uh-huh. What are we doing? I was disappointed with that. Um, best picture, The Father, which no one has seen, I don't think. Mm-mm. And I don't think many people will. No. Although I've heard good things about it. Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. Kind of surprised to see Sound of Metal on there. Very happy, too. Yes. It was my favorite film of last year. Yeah. You know, yeah, not really. I mean, I don't know. Is it an Oscar movie? Would you consider that an Oscar bait movie? It's a movie about a guy with a disability overcoming adversity. Uh, there's there's such an indie sensibility with that, though. Yeah. You know, it, it doesn't feel as Oscar-y, honestly, as even Nomadland does. And maybe it's just like the yeah, conversation. Nomadland isn't really oscar either. No, though. but it's the conversation around Nomadland that yeah. feels very oscar whereas Sound of Music is so, like... Sound like, of Metal. Sound of Music. Sound of Music is a very... <laughs> Very, same bait movie. Same movie. Yeah. Same movie, really, when you think about it. Sure. No, sound of me- it's just about a guy that likes music, really, at the end of the day. <laughs> well, there you go. Same thing. Same movie. There you go. <laughs> no, I was going to say, like, uh, I, 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 sometimes what defines an Oscar movie for me is is, is the way the, the film scene talks about it. And I don't get that sense out of The Sound of Metal at all, mm-hmm. where it just feels like the warmth and beauty of Nomadland and how it talks about humanity and the human soul. It's like, oh, my right. God. It's getting a little sentimental yeah but like the improv nature of it is not particularly oscar bait no like it's a pretty experimental movie i mean i'm not saying it's a lynch movie but like you know it does play around with the form quite a bit sort of yeah I it agree. doesn't feel like as traditionally oscar bait as trial of chicago 7 does no no i, I agree with that you yeah. know and i would much rather see nomadland win than uh trial of chicago 7 yeah obviously uh judas and the black messiah there was uh, talk that it might not get a nomination so it's cool to see that one here um and your boy Vinterberg in the in the director category yeah, that Vinterberg. was cool yeah the the best director category will do that sometimes we'll just like nominate a foreign director out of nowhere I'm cool with that yeah like that category was more interesting to me than like any other one particularly because of Vinterberg because that was a wonderful movie that I was worried wouldn't get any love whatsoever but it's probably gonna win best foreign film right you think so wow yeah well, I that, think did the hunt win 
when it came out? I don't think it did. Oh my God, Hunt was incredible. Yeah, that category in particular has had a lot of fuckery over the years. <laughs> well, especially last year. Yeah. <laughs> that was a incredible case. Well, the thing is, so Minari won that at the Golden Globes, but that's because the Golden Globes call it the best foreign language film. Mm-hmm. So even though Minari is an American production set in America about an American family, oh, because most of the dialogue had Korean in it, they considered it a foreign language film. Really? Where the Oscars, yeah, are only acknowledge it if it was made in another country. Man, the Golden Globes were really drunk. Yeah. So <laughs> they did not allow Minari in best drama where it should have been considered. And instead, they put it in foreign language film. I don't. <laughs> yeah, it's, okay. it's it's ridiculous. That's insane. Uh, yeah, yeah. Reason number 532 why the Golden Globes are a joke. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's another round. Better Days Collective, The Man Who Sold His Skin, and uh, Quo, Quo Vitus Ida. Um, so, yeah, I think another round has it. So, there you go. All right, cool. Your boys, Mads and, and Thomas. I'm making sure not to show the label. It's It's water. Oh yeah, it's water. It's <laughs> it's very sludgy water. It's yeah, it's just how I am. It's that suburban Connecticut water. <laughs> uh, all right. Did you want to bring up anything before we get into the main event? I don't know. I saw a couple movies since we've been away. I watched Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> It was all right. You've been dying to see this movie. I have been dying to see Sonic. You were very <laughs> curious. Like there was a morbid fascination with this movie that I did not understand on your part. Um. Well, how best to explain it? I mean, I'm I'm. I don't know what it was about that movie. I don't know. Maybe it was just like the the morbid fascination with seeing a video game movie that apparently wasn't going to be total dog shit. Because yeah. every movie, every video game movie is total dog shit. Except for your favorite movie of all time, Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider, the best movie ever made. Yeah, better than every movie we're going to talk about now. You Maybe. love <laughs> Tomb Raider. I yeah. do not get it. You bring up Tomb Raider like once a week to me. That is not true. Tomb Raider comes I do not up all bring the it up time. Once a week to you. I have I have no inclination or the energy to bring it up to you m- multiple times a week. But I have brought it up in the past. I I I tweeted about it when it came out. And you were you were the world's biggest Tomb Raider fan. I still like it a lot. No one remembers it. You know that. Alicia no. Vikander does not remember no, that I that d- movie exists. She's the star of that movie. They're developing a second one though. Bizarre. Did it do well? I think it did fine enough to get a sequel. Right. You know, it's one of those circumstances. Mm. So I don't know. Sonic the Hedgehog did well. Uh, yes. I mean, it was like the only movie that came out last year. But it was, and yeah. it had like a long life in the theaters. It was fine. It wasn't. I mean, okay. it's not a great movie at all, and uh-huh. it's like as predictable and cliched as you could possibly imagine. To the point where it's like comical, and it's like, I mean, guys, like, no offense, but like, you can. You could spare a little more originality. It's yeah. just like what you actually d- made that move. Okay, uh, but it's, it's Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, dude. I know exactly. It's like whatever. I don't fucking care. It's so like gleefully that, and I mean, it, I, at the end of the day, it's just Jim Carrey, man. It's just Jim Carrey. Oh my god, is he wonderful in that? Movie. Really? Yeah, he's actually really. Good. Is he back? Carrey back? Oh, that it was. It was a. Where does he exist in this? It's like in between. Um, Ace Ventura and Lloyd Christmas. It's like right in there somewhere. Which is the top and which is the bottom? Oh, God. <laughs> well, Ace Ventura is the top. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? Your I hierarchy is confusing me. A I, bit. I didn't think I had to explain. Lloyd Christmas is the worst Jim Carrey performance. No, 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 no. I'm talking about in terms of like Jim Carrey going out there and being his Jim Carrey self. 
Ace Ventura is the most. The most Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey. Lloyd Christmas is in the middle. Yeah, and it's like right above. And it's right above Lloyd Chris. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't know that it was like a standardized scale. The Come Jim on, Carrey dude. scale. You should know this by now. You're you're the biggest Jim Carrey fan. <laughs> definitely not. No. I'm definitely not. I like him. I need to see this movie, Sonic. No, you don't. Okay. You don't. You don't need. If we do a video game pod, uh, uh, maybe you should see it. But no. yeah, in 20 years, once they've made enough good video game movies, <sighs> I, I, I didn't. Hate- How long is it going to take to get six good video game movies? Well, they're they're making Metal Gear Solid, and that right. will hopefully be good. I mean, there's so much to work with there. It should be good in Did theory. Did you see that Warcraft but, movie? No. Okay. By Duncan Jones. Yeah. Which is kind of weird, but. A lot of people were hoping that would break the curse, but apparently it was awful. So, yeah, um, I like Moon. I like Moon too. But when I saw Moon, I'm not like this guy needs to make a movie with <laughs> talking like giant trolls or whatever those no. creatures are. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, have you seen um, uh, uh, the original Angelina Jolie Tomb Raiders? Mm-hmm. Those are fun. <laughs> they're they are they're really bad, but they're a lot of fun. Okay, it's like peak '90s schlock. Are any it's of the great. Mortal Kombat movies good? No. Not a single one. I mean, the first one you some people have argued for. Uh-huh. Um, I think it's horrible. Man, W.S. Anderson is just committed to making these video game adaptations. <sighs> well, here's the thing: um, is is as I would say lackluster as the first one is. It is you know Hamlet next to Annihilation. <laughs> <laughs> Annihilation is Hamlet compared to. <laughs> No, not. Your scale is like really throwing me off. Oh, Tomb Raider colon Annihilation. There is Mortal Kombat and right. then Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Oh, I thought I, you were referring to the Natalie Portman vehicle. No! Annihilation. <laughs> I forgot that you don't know these video game movies. You and I, are, we're in different worlds. We're, we are living in different worlds where in my world, people care about what Harry Styles' scarf looks like. And in your world... There are different Tomb Raider adaptations. <laughs> I don't care about the Tomb Raider adaptations like that, though. They, they just amuse me that they exist. Uh-huh. And it amuses me even more that the Alicia Vikander one was actually somehow good, in my opinion. How many of them are there? Three. Okay. <laughs> Mortal Kombat colon Annihilation? Yeah, that's the second one. Got it. Yeah, you're... Yeah, I'm making noises here. <laughs> Sorry. Got it. Better. Pull, pull it together. I'm back. Okay. Okay. We've been wasting a lot of time. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Snyder Cut. It's here. Yeah. Uh, for those that don't know the backstory, which I don't know why you would be how, listening if you didn't. How could you not? <laughs> why would you be interested in this podcast if you didn't know the backstory? Who's Autumn? Uh, oh, yeah. Boy. So um, Zack Snyder was given the keys to the castle mm-hmm. with this DC Cinematic Universe. I think we're all a little puzzled as to why, because Man of Steel is not very good, and Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice is even worse. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they let him just keep going, and they were committed to letting him make his Justice League movie back in 2017. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think the studio saw the dailies, and they were a bit concerned with the direction that this thing was going, and the studios did start uh, muddling about and changing some things, and... Eventually, Zack Snyder's daughter tragically committed suicide during production of this movie. Mm-hmm. Zack Snyder had to leave the production, and they bring in Joss Whedon, who had made one successful Avengers movie and <laughs> one 
borderline successful Avengers movie. One that some people like, one that I have not seen. I would call unsuccessful, but regardless, I think was thought of as a good steward for this kind of material. Mm -hmm. They bring him in to do cleanup work. They bring Henry Cavill back infamously to do reshoots as well as everyone else. The reason that I bring up Henry Cavill is because he was in production for Mission Impossible Fallout at the time and had to have his mustache removed in post-production via CGI uh, to comical effect. (laughs) Is that one of the weirdest studio decisions I've ever seen in my life? Uh, Very bizarre and so obvious Like when you watch it. Oh, my God. Yeah. <clears throat> By the way, I I I banged both of these out in record time. Yes. You did this both last night and God thanks you for it. Your country thanks you for your service. Yeah, I, I lost a couple of years. <laughs> I will be gray haired tomorrow, but it's okay. So Joss Whedon comes in, yeah, cleans up the movie. The movie is then released. Cleans up the movie. Well, I is hired to clean up the movie. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Right. <laughs> The movie is released in November of 2017. It is loathed by fanboys and critics alike. I think more so by fanboys than by critics. Yes, I agree. Right. Um, And then the myth of the Snyder Cut begins. Uh The tale of the Snyder Cut, the alleged Snyder Cut, begins begins popping up on the internet. The legend of the Snyder Cut. Yeah, I mean, that is what it is, right? There is a belief among... Zack Snyder fanboys, and I think just in general, like comic book fans, that Zack Snyder's version of the movie is sitting on the cutting room floor somewhere. It's out there somewhere. It's out there somewhere, and we need to find it. And we're going to do everything in our power to persuade Warner Brothers to release the Snyder Cut. Hashtag release the Snyder Cut. If you believe that, you're a fool. (laughs) especially after watching this thing. (laughs) Here's what I will say though. Yes. Here's what I will say. Yeah. After seeing justice league, because like you, I watched it this week for the first time. I had never seen it before Mm -hmm. the initial 2017 version. I understand why they would believe that there is a different version of this movie out there. Sure. And that that version would be better. (sighs) Well, right. I, and I, I believe that in terms of like, I certainly believe there was a lot that was left on the cutting room floor. Yeah. It's a significant amount. And I was, when, when watching the movie we're going to talk about, I could see that because I saw the trailer for Justice League when it came out. And I was like, oh, there's that shot that was in the trailer that was not used in the, the theatrical release. Right. Here's the scene that follows that kind of stuff. Yeah. There's much more to this conversation than that. Yes. But yeah, there were certainly... <laughs> There, there's, there's a different cut out there, I guess, that exists before like uh, Zack Snyder had to leave the project. Yes, um, but that's not what this movie is, <laughs> right? So, here's the thing, though. Yeah, Joss Whedon clearly the wrong guy for the job. Would uh-huh. you agree with that? Uh, like, if you are going to make a Zack Snyder movie, which is what you that's <laughs> what he you making a, for. Was he making a Zack Snyder? Well, movie? initially, yeah, Warner no. Brothers was making a Zack Snyder. Doesn't movie. that even for Warner Brothers doesn't that seem a little ridiculous? I, I, think it, I think getting into business with Zack Snyder is a bad decision in general. No, I, I, I think that's that's the wrong move in general. That's correct. But I think what they what he was hired to do was make a superhero team up movie, not a Zack Snyder movie. I think that's okay. a little more accurate instead of like, OK, just Fair. mimic your buddy. Because <laughs> that's not what he did. <laughs> OK, understood. Got yes. it. I'm just saying you hire Zack Snyder yeah. and Zack Snyder films a Zack Snyder movie. In part. Right? Yeah. 
Joss Whedon is not the guy to do the cleanup work. No. He's not the no. closer you bring in. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's all. Yeah. Like, that thing is just a disaster of tone, that first movie. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a, it's half in, you know, it's it's got one foot in the DC world. It has one foot in the Marvel world. Like, it, at, the, at once, it is trying to be Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice, mm-hmm. which is not a good movie, and The Avengers, which is a good movie. Regardless of quality, though, they are two completely different movies. Yep. The amount of jokes in that movie from the opening scene to the post credit sequence are in their DNA, just not Zack Snyder and also not the universe fairly or unfairly that he has built for the DC Cinematic Universe. Right. That is the world that he constructed. You don't have to like it, but they hired him to construct the world. Yeah. And Joss Whedon was brought in, I think, too late in the game to fix it. Yeah. Now, listen, if you want to hire Joss Whedon to do the movie in the first place and just to shoot a totally just like Avengers light mm-hmm. movie with like, you know, with our heroes eating shawarma at a like at a New York City deli. That's cool, you know, but hire him to make that movie. Don't bring him in to like cut the Snyder movie to pieces. Sure. Right. Yeah, we agree on that. Of course. That being said, the Snyder cut never existed. No. It isn't a thing. No, it's an idea. It's an idea. Yes, an it's idea. an idea. It's an idea. It's an idea. But it didn't actually exist. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's an idea bigger than any of us. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so. The idea is us. <laughs> <laughs> so he comes in. Yes. Um, and I'm sorry. So Warner Brothers is launching HBO max mm-hmm. and they realize we need shit for this platform. Yes. Desperately. Mm-hmm. Like the studio Ghibli stuff is not going to be enough to get people in the door. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So we are going to announce that we are rehiring Zack Snyder to recut his movie, to redo some of the CGI and at times to reshoot scenes and shoot new scenes, including new characters and new dialogue and, New, like, subplots. Like, we're going to just make the movie again. Yeah. And it's going to cost a modest $10 million to do. And Zack Snyder gets in the room. Because, again, Warner Brothers now has promised something that I don't think a studio has ever promised before, at least not on this level. No. We are going to bring in an auteur filmmaker, and we are going to let him do his thing. That is literally the expressed premise behind this film yes is Zack Snyder is going to make the movie he wants to make so if we're to limit him on a budgetary level on a thematic level on a runtime level we are not making the Snyder cut no do you know what I mean the Snyder cut is Zack Snyder does whatever he wants so when the price tag comes back 70 million dollars which is what it was Mm -hmm. sorry that is what the Snyder Cut is. If it doesn't cost $70 million, it ain't the Snyder Cut. <laughs> nope. So they really trapped themselves here. They, they really wrote themselves into a corner. Um, and here we are now. Yep, and wait. this four-hour thing exists. It does. And it's in four-by-three ratio, aspect ratio. <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it's here. Yeah. Um, and what did you think of it? I did too. I did too. Uh, I liked it. What the hell? 
What the hell? I liked it. I liked it. I liked I liked the movie. What? Are you hearing us saying this out loud? <laughs> listen to yourself for a second. It's not, it's not that bad at all. Adam, listen to yourself. It's not that bad Are at all. Are you hearing yourself? <laughs> Are you hearing yourself right now? I like the movie. I like the movie. Say it again. I like the movie. I like the movie. I like, I like the movie. <sighs> Took a lot of strength to say that. Did. Could you met Zach, Zach Caponegro? That bastard is just <laughs> laughing at us from from God only knows where. Inside joke, by the way, guys. But ugh, that son of a bitch. What the hell? I like this movie. I think it's good. Yes, I do too. I think it's a good I think movie. It's a good movie. Okay, <laughs> I don't love the movie. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> I think it's notably better than. Almost every entry, with the possible exception of Birds of Prey, but I don't know. It might be better than Birds of Prey. It might be better. <laughs> I know it's hard to admit, Nico. It could very, very well be better. <laughs> I think so. Mm. I think. It's pretty good. I think it's good. I think it was bad. And I think Zack Snyder came in, and I think he made it good. He did a good job. What do we make of that? What, like, what, like, <sighs> let's go big picture here. What are we supposed to learn from that? Like, what are we supposed to take away from this? I think it's a, this is an important moment for movies in a lot of ways, isn't it? I think in a lot of ways. I, I, I honestly do. And and if it's successful, if it's successful yeah. on the streaming platform, mm. what that could mean for streaming platforms and for auteur filmmakers, not just auteur filmmakers, filmmakers in general. Mm. It means that Nico, you could be a filmmaker. <laughs> Let's make a movie together. <laughs> I really wanted to hate this. Me too. I really wanted to. On principle, because I'm fucking sick of this I'm topic. I'm sick of it. I'm tired of it. Exactly. I, I'm not. I wasn't right. interested in it at all. You had to force my hand. Mm. I was not looking forward to watching this whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Not even a little bit. And I was even less interested in watching it after watching the Justice League, which is a <laughs> tremendous dumpster fire of epic proportions. Don't get me wrong. Um, it's not good. Uh, but like. <sighs> Like, this is the strangest experience of my life. Yeah. <laughs> Not the strangest, but like one of the most unique cinematic experiences yeah. I've ever had. Mm. I just, I, I, it was sort of unprecedented. And I didn't realize what I was getting in for until I sat down and almost Im immediately, it's like, oh my God. <laughs> they cleaned it up. <laughs> it's a they, they actually did. It's yes. a different movie. It is a different movie front to back. Yes. Like, like they literally made another movie. Tonally, thematically, yes. uh, the texture, the feel, the look, yeah. it's a different movie. Yeah. Here's here, okay. I was listening back to some podcasts that we did a while just just out of curiosity. Mm -hmm. I was doing some old listening, mm -hmm. and I decided to listen to our Alien Covenant review. Okay, which was a lot of fun. Mm. Um, and it was it was cracking me up how wrong you were about that movie and how bad of a movie that actually. <laughs> but neither here nor there. Okay. Uh, <laughs> there was one point uh -huh. where you said, "Adam, um, the movie you see in the theaters is the director's cut," and I was like, "Right, mm, yes. that's not always true." Yes. And my and especially on reflection, I don't know why I didn't say it, but I was like, "Yeah, dude, like like directors aren't always granted final cut, right? So by definition, it's not their cut, right?" Um. 
but even when you get final cut, like, like when you're in the process of making a movie, like there are boundaries that are set for you. There are things you're not allowed to do. There are still rules that are in your head that you are abiding by that were given to you by the studio Mm -hmm. or something you've just learned from being in the studio system for years. Mm. Um, I've never seen a movie like this though, (laughs) where Snyder was like no holds barred, everything in the kitchen sink, corral it, make it into a movie and let me express myself after my daughter killed herself. Right. And wow, (laughs) I can't believe this works. Yeah, (laughs) I can't believe he was allowed to do this. Yeah. Okay. So I think that comment, in regards to Alien Covenant, but yeah. I think just in general, yeah. is a just generally an allergic reaction to the idea of director's cuts mm-hmm. and the idea that the extended cut, the unrated cut, all those gimmicks that they used to do to sell Blu-rays, yes, are just generally longer versions of the same movie. Yes, and that's what, you know th- what I mean. Th- this is this is where I do somewhat agree with you. It's like it's not like like Apocalypse Now redone or right, bl- right. the Blade Runner final cut or I, I don't know what's in there. I guess the Justice League. Sure. Um, most of the time when you get a an, a director's cut, they don't really add much to it. Like you said, it's right. just a longer version. We didn't really need an extended cut to still get the director's vision. Right. Happens a lot. So yeah. I don't think I was like particularly throwing shade at exactly say the apocalypse now redo or the, or yeah. the blade runner, um, uh, director's cut or final cut or whatever the, the hell cut, they call yeah. it. They're, they did an apocalypse now final cut too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wh- which actually did, I, I would say improve the movie significantly. Mm-hmm. Like I think like the version of blade Runner runner that you see now on streaming services and on demand is better than the version the released in theaters. Yeah. Right. I think in general, I'm talking about the George Lucas tinkering, the Greedo shop first yes. stuff. Yes. 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 The just sort of little, like, you know, just leave it alone. Just put it away. Like yeah, the yeah. movie that we got in the theater is good enough. And if the movie works, like the imperfections and the flaws that you want to change 30 years later, sometimes they make it, enha- yeah, they make it better. the movie. Sure. hundred yeah. um, percent. You know, the stuff that makes it a 1977 movie yeah. versus a 19 or 99 movie. You know, there's a reason why Star Wars worked better then than it does now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think in general that that was the sort of sentiment that I was expressing here, though. This is a unique case because Justice League has two directors that were not working together. They were working apart from one another. And I would say a majority of that movie is Joss Whedon stuff. Like there is a lot of so footage too. that not only Whedon shot, but you could tell Whedon wrote the script for it. Oh my God. Yeah. Like there are so many lines. There was one line in particular and I thought it was so uh, informative here. Uh, when Diana walks in on Bruce, when he's in the lab and Bruce talks about uh, the or mentions the security system that he bought. It's like a $20 million security system or whatever. Uh, sure did me a lot of good. And in the Whedon cut, uh, Diana makes a line somewhere to the effect of, uh, I had it written down, um, I think, but like uh, it looked very expensive. That's what she said. It goes, yeah, it looked very expensive. That's like a very sitcom Whedon line. Yeah, yeah. Whereas in Snyder's cut, she said, only took me a few seconds to, disarm it which is like a much more like badass line yep you know it's like not intended to get the laugh it's just to be like look how like crafty this superhero is like Mm -hmm. she's just like a woman badass um and like there were many instances where it's like oh yeah that is like cutesy characters hanging out versus this is immortals punching each other in slow motion as hard as they possibly can and like this very worshipful lustful sort of like 
Christ imagery. Um, so it's different. It's it's not like Ridley Scott only got half of what he wanted to accomplish on that no, first Blade yeah, Runner. Exactly. It is it was taken from Zack Snyder and a new person gave their cut. So we want we're now going back in time to see what the original director would have done mm-hmm. with the same shots, same material. So it's a little different. Yeah. Um point being though, I just think this was a good idea. Sure. Which is like stunning. <laughs> it's just a good idea. Like, will it ever be done again? I don't know. No, is it no. gonna is it worth the seventy million dollars? Probably not. Was there ever a Snyder cut to begin with? No. And I think your fanboys are are still psychos. And if they believe that, yes, you're yeah. still psychos. Like everyone's a psycho that's involved here. Zack Snyder's a psycho. People on YouTube are psychos. You you have gotten vindication, and I apologize to you for for making fun of you. But you're still crazy fanboys, and I will continue to mock you on this podcast as long <laughs> until the day that I die. Yeah. Right. Um, but I think in this particular case, yes, there was a bad movie that was made a good movie, and I can't ignore that. I can't deny that fact. Sure. It's the story behind it, too, that kind of willed it into existence. Yeah. Like I said, it's, I, like I said before, it's unprecedented. Mm-hmm. I mean, and can you blame him for wanting to do this? It's, it, it, no, I don't think I can. You know, it's yeah, I, I, you got to feel sympathy for Zack Snyder because of just how radically different his these two movies are. Uh-huh. And it's like when you have that much of your life like like taken away from you only to end in like a family tragedy, yeah. it's like maybe like I I'm okay with him going back to right or wrong. You mm-hmm. know, I don't have any issue with that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and like you said, is it a good idea? I mean, yeah, honestly, because I think it opens up a lot of interesting doors for filmmakers to make similar points. If they ever, yes. if they ever get backlash, they're going to be pointing to this movie and they're going to be like, what about that thing? Right. <laughs> and like, I keep saying, if yeah. this movie does well on the streaming service, I would kind of love that to happen. Mm. <laughs> it's been a while since I've been stoked for a superhero film because I don't give a shit anymore. Yeah. I'm really, honestly, I didn't watch WandaVision or any of that crap. Mm. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier debuts today yeah. on Disney+. Plus. Are you going to be watching that tonight? Maybe. Okay. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's 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 got uh, like real three days at the Condor vibes. It's whatever. Oh my God. <laughs> 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 Just going back to Pakula, you know? Condor. Is it because a condor and a falcon are a bird? Is that the only reason? It's got a lot of Alfred Hitchcock's bird vibes. Yeah, there you go. It's the birds. Real Hitchcockian. <laughs> Real Hitchcockian. Um, yeah, man. Like, where to begin, though? It could, might be my favorite superhero movie in a long time. It could be mine, too. Honestly. <laughs> it's the only, it's, it is now the- I like this better than, like, half the Marvel movies. Oh, yeah, What's I do. What's going on? Oh, I certainly do. Oh, What's yeah. going on, Adam? Yeah, it's better than a, quite a few Marvel movies. Yeah. What do I make of this? This is like just like... What a great... Everything that I knew to be true has been like completely just upended. Well, this, I was really not ready for this. I was not ready to no. like it. Because I went in arms folded. I'm... Mm-hmm. Me just too, because me too. again, I I hate the culture around it, and this is yeah, how a could specific you know? character flaw of mine. I understand, like I attack the audience for movies more than I do the movies themselves. <laughs> yeah, and I've come down on you for that, multiple right? Times, and I yeah. and I deserve to be come down on it. And I I still, I don't know, like I, I I still loathe the culture around this, but I think they had a good idea here, 
And it is making me rethink the culture. Almost on principle. Yeah. You know, I don't know if I'm like there with the culture, but I, st- I now especially, I certainly understand some of their aggressions. Yeah. Absolutely. Like I said, how could you not? Um, man, it's amazing. <laughs> this is a fascinating example of a movie. And I understand yeah. like a lot of like our appreciation in a way is from an outside bubble. But I even think if you're just sitting down and watching the movie, it's not a bad experience. Mm. I mean, like if you, as long as you can stomach the four hour runtime and this is only the second four hour long film that I've seen. And I happen to, I love one of, I, I like both four hour movies, not to say I want more four hour movies. I don't want more four hour movies, <laughs> but it is a journey of an experience for sure. Yeah. What's the other four hour movie you've seen? Hamlet. <laughs> Funny. I brought up Hamlet. Yeah. The Kenneth Branagh's Hamlet. The Kenneth Branagh Hamlet. Which okay. I love. Got it. All right, where do you want to begin here? Let, let's. So, how do you want to like talk about this conversation, or how do you want to structure this conversation? Do you want to like compare the two movies? I, th- I think we're going to do that, wh- whether we can help it or not. Okay, so this thing opens up four by three aspect ratio and immediately, immediately. Whoa! And I texted you like the biggest shock of the whole movie for me. I, no, and I was like, wait, 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 something has to be wrong. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you had the exact same experience. Yeah, I did. I'm like, this is not first cow. They're no. not like, this is not, <laughs> it's not the witch. Were you okay with it? Weirdly? Yes. I think I was actually I think, somewhat so okay with it too. Th- here's the story behind it. This was shot in IMAX. Yes. And initially and IMAX, it's not exactly four by three no. aspect ratio, but those images by design are much taller than most movies, which are, you know, yeah. generally like widescreen experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's because it's supposed to be more immersive, I guess, yeah, yeah. is the intention. Uh, so normally when you sh- shoot an IMAX movie, you shoot like 20 minutes of it with IMAX cameras. And this is the case on, I think, Dark Knight Rises. I think Tenet had a similar thing. It often like jumps between widescreen and full screen yep. uh, with the IMAX cameras. So when they, you know, uh, when Joss Whedon came in to, to, uh, to chop the thing up, they decided to abandon that whole IMAX premise here. They're just going all in with it. Yeah. So don't, I think initially when I saw that it was going to be four by three, I thought, Oh, they're shrinking the image down. They're mm. lopping off the two sides. No, really how you have to think about it is they stretched it and they made it taller. Yep. Don't think of it as a shorter movie. Think of it as a taller. Movie. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's what, it's what you would have with the normal, like essentially widescreen format. It's just bigger. Right. You know, it's a, it's like a block now. Sure. <laughs> as a, as opposed to like a dinner table. So <laughs> I think it worked. You know me, I'm yeah. not a big proponent of the four by three. I, it depends, you know, yeah. some cases like, like, like first reformed, it's absolutely brilliant. Yes. But like here, you don't think of a, any superhero film being filmed that way. You know, sure. you, you want like the biggest, widest, you know, the, the, in, in your head, it's like, oh, this should have been like, what well, what's the, the 70 millimeter, that kind of thing. Sure. Obviously. Right. But mm, not necessarily. You know, mm-hmm. I was surprised with how much it worked and how much I didn't notice it and in a way started to sort of invite it because it was a good looking movie. It was honestly a good looking movie. There are instances where and this isn't really the the more of like the by design, the movies like visual palette can be a little murky when they're fighting in the dark and, you know, Batman's all in black. But I wasn't really lost while watching it, too, mm-hmm. honestly, which I felt in the first one. Yeah. Yeah, very lost. Very lost. Now, what do you think that is? You think it's editing? I think it's, think a, it's well, it part, partially it's editing, and the editing is astounding in that first movie with how yeah. bad it is. It's really, I mean, it's not the worst. Suicide Squad is still significantly worse, um, but it's up there, man. It's quite bad. But this one has a consistent flow to it. Uh-huh. It takes its time. 
um, this felt like vindication for me. Yeah. <laughs> How many times on this podcast have I come on and said, film more scenes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, Adam, come on. Do we really need more? I'm like, film more scenes because sure. that scene would have played much better. Here's Or another idea, hold on a more dramatic shot. Yeah. Instead of just cutting because you ha- you have anxiety and OCD and you you need to push the movie along. Mm. Why don't you just wait to like for the emotional moment to lead to its conclusion? Mm. You know, its logical conclusion. And this movie does that. Yeah. And hey dude, Nico, I win. It worked. <laughs> um <laughs> for the most part. <laughs> yeah, there's a balance. I sure. mean, did we need Aquaman walking into the ocean as like uh like village women began singing a hymn? But I, I don't know. Not necessarily, but I was. Did we need the Flash <laughs> grabbing a wiener dog no, no, out no. of the air? <laughs> no, not at all. But like the, the the women in the village singing like like mattered to his character in a way, and it informed him. Yeah, a bit. and I, I mean, was like, sure. Th- like that's so much more respectable than the what we got out of the Whedon version. Sure. I mean, you just think like even in that scene, what you were talking about earlier and just how dialogue has changed. Like when Batman is like, that's not the saying, that's the opposite of the saying. That's mm-hmm. not in this movie because mm-hmm. it's totally very different and mm-hmm. it's very sitcom as well. Mm-hmm. And that's shitty green screen effect. Like, oh, goodness. They actually just redid it here and they're like, OK, let's just just go to a lake or, right. or do it in a pool. Do right. something. Don't. Right. Like those decisions are so confounding because it's so easy to do practically. Mm. And it just looks better and it sells better and it doesn't look awful. By the way, though, and this is the funniest thing about the movie in terms of the runtime, is that I'm convinced it's as long as it is because of the slow motion. Oh, certainly. 100%. <laughs> There's maybe an hour of this movie of slow motion shots. Yeah. <laughs> no exaggeration. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I was watching that first movie and one of the criticisms I had, which is so crazy, is it's too short. Yes. Which is like an insane thing to say about a bad movie, but legitimately yeah like it's It's rushed it's rushed it's incredibly rushed the (laughs) exposition is ridiculous like you get no time to you know just hang out with these characters that we're introduced to for the first time like you don't know these characters you have any any connection with them what you don't understand who they are it's one thing if you want to make avengers and it's like we know who all these people are so we're just gonna watch spectacle that's cool you know infinity war is an example of that like it's entirely spectacle they're not doing a ton of character work you know maybe a little bit of tony stark uh peter parker stuff but other than that like yeah it's just people that you know quipping with each other and fighting side by side here cyborg we had never met aquaman we never met flash we never met the the stuff they did to clean up the cyborg oh my god just it works wonders and it doesn't take that many scenes it just takes a scene or two just another conversation with his father. The right conversations, Just, too. Yes, the, exactly the right conversations that like mm-hmm. aren't contrived and beating you over the head with the subject matter. Um, just go a long way. And it's weird. Yeah, it is a weird criticism to be like, because I know Roger Ebert is, one of his famous quotes is, no short movie is too, sh- or no, no bad movie is too short. No good movie is too long, mm-hmm. right? But I think Justice League is an example of, Let's let these scenes breathe just another 20 minutes. I agree. I don't know if we need to let them breathe for two more hours, which no. this movie no. did. And there is a criticism that will come to, especially by the end. Yes. I, have, I definitely have some criticisms there. But for the most part, like a lot of those issues we were talking about were fixed by just letting the scene play out, mm. you know, and we never had that. And just giving context to these scenes. Like there are so many moments in this movie where I was like, okay, it, how best to explain this? Because it's like you're trying to figure out like what is a deleted scene and what is reshot. 
Mm. There are certain instances where obviously that's a deleted scene. Like like the flash truck thing, I actually think was a deleted scene because part of it is in the trailer. Okay. From nine from twenty seventeen. Yeah. Um I mean, I think Ben Affleck's weight generally answers that question. <laughs> that's very true. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but whether or not Ben Affleck is on roids, I think <laughs> Poor ben that's ben your dead giveaway. Yeah, there yeah. are scenes where it's like you're 40 pounds heavier from one frame. To <laughs> yeah, that's Like true. they'll cut and it's like the facial hair is like a little bit shorter and he's dropped. He's got the Ana de Armas weight rather than. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my Lord. Rather than whoever he was dating in 2017. Oh, stop it. <laughs> poor Ana. Poor Ana. I love her. Not poor Ar- Ana. No, she's, she's great. <laughs> she chose Affleck. She chose the Affleck life. Oh boy. <laughs> you got to know what you're signing up for. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, I think like, uh, yeah, it, it is, it is kind of strange. I think the last scene in the movie or the second to last scene is definitely an extra, mm-hmm. right? When they're adding just completely new stories. Yes. Um, but yeah, I like the stuff that was on the cutting room floor. Isn't that bad? Turns out, no. or at least can be made passable and serviceable if edited correctly. Oh my God. Yeah. Like just like the. The Aquaman introduction, well, not introduction, but well, that as well. But like when he saves the people in the boat, Mm. even that is cut better. Mm. Like even that actually builds up to the moment, you know, where Mm -hmm. it's like a grand cool thing and they don't show him before like, like swimming up to the boat. It's actually like guys like struggling for their life and then they just barely make it out because he's there. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, like a good little thing of storytelling that actually like like has a firm hand on what it wants to be it's not like jumbled and, and cut to hell or shoddy it's just you know it just plays like a movie <laughs> like mm-hmm. justice league it doesn't feel like a movie to me mm. and that like it, it, the, the most noticeable thing for me was i think the handling of the amazonian women in the box mm. when it's we, a little long here yeah but here's the thing when we cut to the box in the in the first movie in the 2017 justice league that thing is getting stolen by Steppenwolf before we even know who Steppenwolf is. Right. And before we even know what the fucking box is, yeah. we have zero context for that moment. Yeah. We don't understand the conflict of the moment. We mm. don't understand anyone's place in this universe. Mm. We don't understand what the hell they're pointing spears at. Mm-hmm. It's just scene happens. Right. And we, we just know on. that there are some like alien bats that are flying around. And yeah, <laughs> in that awful scene in the Whedon version with the oh, guy from Mindhunter. It's really bad. Oh, that's so awful. And in this one, it's like somewhat tense and it's like passing the thing off and everyone's getting mauled. By the way, is this PG-13 or R? R-rated movie. Okay, yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> that man says fuck. Yeah, I know. <laughs> He actually says fuck in this movie. It's like super violent too. Yeah. There's some blood, man. When those things go splat on the wall, like yep. there's there's blood behind them. Absolutely. I, I know. Yeah. But that's the other thing. The fact that it goes to an R-rated movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's nuts. <laughs> but yes, scenes are actually like directed here. And the moments you needed to understand a character's motivation are finally back. Mm. And like. And like, like, like playing up like, like the tension of a moment by introducing a character, especially the Aquaman scene mm. actually works. And it's not stupid as it was in the, the weeding cut. Mm. Oh, it's, it's very weird, man. It is. It's very weird. Strangely enough, I think you can learn a lot about filmmaking by watching these two things Both side by side. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay. It just has none of that Whedon bullshit. No, I think also the idea of a Joss Whedon movie is less appealing now than it was eight, nine years ago. I certainly agree. And I I think maybe the studio didn't understand that sort of appetite for it. Now we're kind of sick of this. I mean, I guess 
you know, mass consumers of this shit are, are not sick of it. Well, the problem is like, it's like the Marvel voice yes. as well. And I think a lot of people are starting to get a little tired of it. I think the insignificance of the Whedon movies, particularly that first one mm-hmm. are I, I, like it, now every, every single blockbuster, every single, even every single miniseries, whether it be like the Mandalorian WandaVision. And this is, you know, I think a, a byproduct of how fans engage with this stuff Yeah, is every, hour is the most significant hour yeah, you're ever going to spend in front of a television or in a movie theater right like every movie has to push this narrative forward everything has to have universe shifting consequences yeah. like everything is building towards thanos you have to introduce a new infinity stone every time you know in the case of wandavision like how is this television show going to affect doctor strange yeah and i think one of the things i really like about that first avengers movie but i think no longer works in this climate is how self-contained it feels that's you know, why I like uh, Homecoming so much. Right. Although you are bringing all of these disparate characters together and although like you are fighting aliens and Loki is opening up like mm-hmm. a portal into another dimension, like it still feels like a pretty self-contained hangout movie. Yeah. And you never feel like the stakes are that high. And I don't think that fits just generally the appetite now, but also a movie like this where the stakes are like too too big i mean frankly too big yeah i agree because that's like snyder's uh that's snyder's thing that's snyder's game and very serious sure the other thing it's like but but if you're gonna do it go for it right yeah like if you're gonna like if you're gonna make a movie about gods punching each other like they better look like gods exactly and i wouldn't say this movie is like devoid of good levity it's not as like dour as batman v superman or or as uh or as dour as like uh, Man of Steel, which sure. I just couldn't stand. It's like, it, yeah, I'm sorry, but the like, Flash is doing a lot of a lot of that work here. I think, but he does it fine. Yeah, I don't think I, I don't have a lot of issue with the Flash. And you know, th- there were certainly instances in that first movie where it was just getting annoying, like mm. where he accidentally lands on uh, Wonder Woman mm. and he's like laying on top of her, and it's just like, again, like like another moment that doesn't belong in a Zack Snyder film. No, I mean she is hypersexualized in that Joss Whedon movie. Yeah. Where yeah. here, there's like one line about like how. You know, the Flash is wondering if she would like to date a younger man. I was watching the first one with Abby. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a shot where they get off the plane and Diana's there. And it's just like a shot of her butt. Yeah. In like full frame. And right. Abby's like, really? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Come on. And I'm like, sure, yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out that is a, a Whedon quality. He likes the butts. Yeah, I guess. Likes the butts. I think just in general, like it's very fetishistic, like his movie, uh, as opposed to this one, which is fetishistic in its own way not necessarily of the female body but just of the strength of human bodies maybe (laughs) you know it's a little it's a little different certainly fetishistic in a way of the characters i guess if that makes any sense well snyder is an equal opportunity objectifier i think like he will stare at a butt a female butt as long as he will stare at stare at a male six-pack you know, oh and they will look just as epic i see i see whereas that weed movie it's you know, just like Wonder Woman's hot, which we know Gal Gadot's a very attractive lady. That's true. She is good for her. <laughs> um, where were we? What were we talking about? Uh, I don't know. We were, <laughs> there's a lot to talk about. <laughs> no, there is a ton. There's a ton here. Like, like, like organizing my notes in my head is very difficult, but like, I remember just like, I, I guess I just, I'd like to talk about like what struck me in terms of just like like the level of difference not just with like how literally different it is but also the way it felt like mm. i said tone is actually utilized here mm. <laughs> they, they understand tone in this movie and it is consistent and scenes follow each other in a natural way um but here's what i'm trying to figure out but what 
what? Do we like this movie legitimately because we think it is a good product, or do we just like it in relation to that 2017 movie? No, I, I, I said this. I was like, I, I think it kind of works. Because. I think it does. I do think other times that we have seen this brand of Zack Snyderness, mm. we have rolled our eyes. We've rolled our eyes at the slow-mo. We've rolled our eyes at the super serious tone. Yes. We've rolled our eyes at these action set pieces and stuff like Watchmen and stuff like 300 and stuff like uh, Sucker Punch. Mm -hmm. And now he's doing it again. And I guess it looks a little better. Yeah. But he's still doing the same thing. And also like ridiculous needle drops throughout. Like this pop music that is so ridiculously on the nose. It's, you know, like Hallelujah actually plays in the credits of this movie again. It does. Like, yeah, we get how much he loves the song Hallelujah. I do wonder, are we giving it a lot of credit just in relation? Is it that we like this version of Zack Snyder as opposed to this version of Joss Whedon? Or is this an example of the slow-mo working? I don't know. It could be. Here, I, Dude, here's the thing. I like Dawn of the Dead. I like 300. And I like Watchmen. I like Watchmen, too. Yeah. I don't like the other two. I haven't seen Dawn of the Dead, but yeah. I'm not a 300 fan. That's okay. I don't. I get that. But uh, yeah, like I, I, I don't think he's incapable of making a bad movie. So I'm not like I'm not closed off to the idea of Zack Snyder. I just mm. think when he's bad, oh boy, is he bad? Mm. You know. Um, I don't know, man. There's to me, it, it just I kind of felt the pathos of the movie. Mm. Uh, like like even with uh, Steppenwolf in a way. The portrayal of Steppenwolf in, in that first movie, in that first movie, it's terrible. Mm. It's it's like a comical villain that doesn't have any motivation. It's just I want to kill people, and sure. that's that that's it. This one, he feels desperate. In mm. this one, he's angry and and anxious to get a job done, and he's more aggressive and brutal, and he's intimidating. And also, his design is significantly better, much better. Yeah, actually, better. Yeah. Yeah, like he doesn't look like just like a Play-Doh man. Exactly. He, he looks like an actual threatening like alien creature. <laughs> it's just so funny when you compare the two, though. Yeah. It's like, how did they go this wrong? He's always like smiling in that one, mm. too. And in this one, he's well, like... Well, he's wannabe Thanos in that one, I think. But he's not Thanos. Right. Thanos is another guy mm-hmm. who we'll get to. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I, 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 I Again, time will only tell. The legacy of these films are always very interesting to me. Mm. But I don't know. I can only, you know, talk about the experience I just had. And I, I was fairly compelled by it. I, I wouldn't say. So you think you would have liked it even if you didn't see that first one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe I should have just only watched that one. No, you shouldn't have. Though. <laughs> <laughs> we no, were no. talking about this ahead of time. I almost let you just watch it yeah. by itself. But I got about halfway through and I'm like, you know, I am really glad that I watched the first one because it is very informative. It is. Yes, and you do is. understand where the fanboys are coming from entirely. And like I said, like I wouldn't change what the experience I had with this film because of that first movie for anything else. Holy crap, is it incredible? <laughs> it's really fascinating. Yeah. I mean, it is arty as fuck. Sure. The movie. And I, I, I there are plenty of flaws. And I think. Mm-hmm. You know, we shouldn't let it off the hook just for accomplishing what it wanted to accomplish, even if, you know, the goals were not always the most uh, respectable. No. You know, like we we do not need the sequence at the dog walking shop with the flash. We like this. Stuff, I, we literally, we just don't need it. And I, like the I, the the wiener floating through yeah, the air. It it's just it's it's not as funny as it thinks it is. Clearly. No, I, you I, I here's the thing, though. This movie 
does a good job at act properly introducing these characters. Mm-hmm. Like even like Batman climbing across the mountains. And I was like, why is he climbing across the mountains? Why not just fly there? Cause he's got a ship. Right. They explain that. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, in the movie, I'm like, what it's the little hell? things? It's little choices. Cause I just thought it was so stupid in that. I was like, it's just, is it just trying to be cool looking? Mm-hmm. Like that's the, that's all I got. Mm-hmm. But yes, you're right. The little things pile up all the time and like quite literally every scene in that first movie. But in here it's like, Oh, I get it now. I, I didn't think I would be saying that. Oh, I get this now, <laughs> but I did. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say just do a different scene for the flash. Okay. Cause it's a little silly. Yeah, I agree, but I don't have an issue with him showing himself and, you know, displaying his powers in that way. Just, mm-hmm. you know, we don't have to see him grabbing a hot dog and putting it in his pocket. Also, that's disgusting. Sure. There is a middle ground here. Yes. I do. I think there is a place for studio notes. I do believe that. <laughs> But I had this question while watching this. Yeah. Like, what was cut from this movie? Because you can imagine- Nothing. Not, I don't know. Nothing, Adam. Here's the thing, Nico. Yeah. If they did, no. it's not the Snyder cut. No, yeah. that's they, not, no they didn't cut anything. No, I'm that's, telling that's you. That's not true, though. Like, when you're reshooting anything, mm-hmm. you're going to cut something. That always happens, even in a, the, the most bizarre circumstances like this. Okay, Snyder so, maybe cut stuff. Yes. But yes, the studio did. didn't. No. I don't think they gave him any notes. I yes, really don't. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, no notes. Yeah. I don't, I don't think the studio said anything because again, they are paying for Snyder's vision. If you don't, you are not paying for a Justice League movie anymore. Mm -hmm. You have expressly said, I do not care about the portrayal of Batman. I don't care what Superman looks like. I don't care that this sets up the next Wonder Woman movie. I don't care. Like it sets up the League of Darkness or whatever the dark side. Yeah. But no, what is the Lex Luthor group? It's like the. Sinister. No, no, no. That's no. not Jesus Christ. I'm, that's not sinister. This is embarrassing. I, I don't know. We're on YouTube now. We don't know what the fucking bad I, guys in the DC I, movies are called. I mean, that was Deathstroke. Deathstroke's cool. Okay. I like Deathstroke a lot. But um, what do they call themselves? Like the evil friends? The, uh, the League of Evil Friends? The Ghostbusters. <laughs> Whatever they're called. Like, we don't <laughs> care about setting that up. The New York Giants. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a good one. <laughs> <laughs> all we care about is Zack Snyder doing his thing so that's what it is I think I would rather have this to the butchered studio version anytime yes. like I would rather have no notes than a ton of notes but there is I think a middle ground where it's like you don't need slow-mo this much that we was don't, we don't need that yet. fight sequence with the Amazonians to be that long you know yeah, I agree um so like I I do want to pull back. We're heaping a lot of praise on this movie and it's definitely a flawed movie. And I don't think a perfect movie by any means. Um, but the experiment, the attempt, the idea, the experiment works, dude, it works. No, I think it absolutely works. It works. No matter how you look at it. I was watching a little bit with, of this with my mom and she was digging it. Mm. My mom was digging it. She hasn't seen one of these films in 10 years. Mm. Um, yeah, man, eh, I don't know. I have to, I, I don't want to, I don't want to give it too much praise, but like, this is an incredible feat, mm. you know, like some credit where it's due. Come on. Mm. So, uh, yeah. Like he, what he, other specifics did you want to talk about? Did you want to talk about these characters? Cause I actually think the characterization is, a, is an interesting. Yes, I do. Uh, off point. Uh, just the one, one aside though, like, like talking more about like the tone of the movie, like the music is different. Oh yeah. And I pointed this out while watching One of the this. first things I wrote down to, to illustrate to anybody, anyone familiar with both of these guys, how different these movies, I think this is a perfect way to, to explain it. Yeah. Cause the music is always like a nice bit of soul that, that informs the movie a lot. Mm-hmm. You go from Danny Elfman, mm-hmm. Edward Scissorhands <laughs> to 
Tom Hulkenborg. Right. Mad Max Fury Road. Right. <laughs> right. Who, by the way, he was hired yeah. initially in 2017. They fired him. Mm-hmm. They brought Danny Elfman in, like, again, as cleanup, which it, it's, it is a perfect, you're 100% right, a perfect distillation. I think Danny Elfman is an incredible composer and has done great work with the right directors. But yeah, this is supposed to be like a heavy metal, just like assault on the senses. It's yes. not supposed to be like a, you know, Danny Elfman did the original Batman. The yep. original Batman theme is in Justice League, the 2017 version. He snuck a little bit of that in. I know. And it's cool. Like it's, you know, but that's a Tim Burton movie. And this is a Zack Snyder movie. And yeah, I kind of need electric guitar blaring in my ears. Like that is the experience that I'm looking for. Yeah. And you're 100% right. It perfectly illustrates the dichotomy between the two. There you go. The score really works here. I, I agree. I mean, I t- no, uh, Junkie XL, as you used to be called. Sure. Which I, I think I might like a little bit more. Junkie I, XL. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's 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 climbing up there, man. Yeah, he's a he's a good, reliable guy that puts out good stuff. Mm. Uh, Batman is not a putz in this movie. No, oh my god, that was so funny in the way that he is in the first. And I kind of like the idea, just like these are gods from other planets that mm-hmm. are punching each other. Yeah, in, you know, very hard. And this is a guy that thinks he can buy his way into the fight. And that's sort of the idea that Joss Whedon plays around with in that movie. And I like it as on its on its face. But, you know, it's not that kind of movie. I mean, I I just keep coming back to this. I would like to see the Joss Whedon colorful, you know, sure. Poppy version of this story. But I I don't need to see the two combined. You know, there's there's no room for it with what Zack Snyder's been doing. No room for it. It doesn't make any sense now. Like maybe there was a point in time where you could have done it, but certainly not anymore. Mm. And by the way, there's also a cut of this film that could have been released in theaters. Like I would love to see the theatrical cut of the Zack Snyder version because you can't release a four hour hour movie in theaters. You can't do that. No, I don't think so. You know, but it makes me wonder how good this movie would have been if it was maybe three hours. Mm. Because like you said. The, the amount of slow motion shots probably legitimately adds up to an hour's worth of footage mm-hmm. and that epilogue, which we'll get to. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, like, like, I don't know. I'm also fascinated by the idea that like, this movie should have come out now mm-hmm. because we now have a uh, wonder woman and a Superman movie, uh, an Aquaman movie. Right. We have all those movies to properly give you some introduction to these characters beforehand. Right. So this is finally, the Avengers movie that the DC movies always wanted to have. Sure. In their own way. Right. And I do think that was a mistake to rush it into yes, production yes. before they, I mean, it was like a year before the Aquaman movie. I know. Right. Just like put that out first. Exactly. Yeah. What's the big deal? Yeah. There's no, there's no rush. They were just like, they're just chasing the tail, man. They're just, they're, they're chasing the, the Marvel. The Marvel is so leaps and bounds ahead it's, of them. Exactly. It's so arbitrary to me. Just do your thing at this point. That's show business though. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's movie making. Jerry Seinfeld does make a great point though. Coke, Pepsi, Pepsi, you're never going to catch them. Yeah. Why are you trying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's exactly the case here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, Batman, a putz. Now he's a badass. Yep. Uh, Wonder Woman pretty sexualized in that first one uh, now is a badass Mm -hmm. Uh, Cyborg was a non-character in the first one now he's a badass are you sensing a theme they're all badasses just make a Zack Snyder movie that's the point (laughs) 
We have to double down on the cyborg thing because it's by far the most interesting. Yes, is that it like, is the biggest leap, I think, of the, from one movie to the next. He's like the most important part of the movie. Yes, <laughs> yeah, which of, is very smart, I thought. Yeah, defining yeah. the heart of the movie, which that first one did not have. Mm. It's nice to be like, you know, we'll give all of that to one character mm. <laughs> primarily. And it works. Mm. I thought it worked pretty well. Yeah, you can tell Whedon was given a lot of notes like we need more Superman in this. We need more Batman in this. We need to pump up the big stars and like no one knows who Ray Fisher is no. and what Cyborg is. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I think it's, it serves the movie well because we didn't know who the character was before. And so it they sort of weave in a lot of exposition in a story that we already hit the ground running yeah. with, uh, which is clever. You know, like it, it, there's not too many flashbacks in it, but you know, it's doing a lot of character work as the plot is advancing. Unlike a lot of origin stories where it's like, all right, he went to basic training and then he got sucked into a wormhole that gave him, <laughs> you know, so, you know, like all of just that just very trite, repetitive origin story stuff. This is actually like organic. This organically is a, a uh, is a byproduct of the plot. Yes, I agree. Uh, so, you know, just on like a, a practical level, it works. But I just really like this character and I really like that performance and I, the scenes with his dad really touching and the fact that you know, he, that is how they defeat the bad guys at the end mm -hmm. is, you know, being able to, um, you know, separate from your haunted past and move forward with yeah. like your new family, you know, essentially, you know, it's like pretty it works. routine stuff, but, but it does work there yeah. where, as opposed to the Whedon cut of the movie where it's like, we're just going to punch this guy until he stops being evil. Like, there is a little bit of pathos in that climax. It's better than nothing. Yes. Like, at the end of the day, it's, it's better, better than, than nothing. nothing. Yes. What do you want? And this is in the, another thing is that, like, I have seen in the trailer that shot where he's, like, kind of, like, like limping towards the camera towards the tank where his dad has just died. So they had filmed that. Wow. They had filmed that. It just wasn't in the movie. Damn. Could you think yeah, his about dad doesn't die in that first no. movie, right? That's crazy. No. That's crazy. <laughs> This is the thing that like every time like I want to like be a little more critical of the movie, right. I just think about scenes like that and I'm right. like, fuck, like, God, you got to throw this movie a bone. Yeah, at least it's there. Yes. yes. <laughs> at least it's there. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a big improvement. I, yeah. I think the flash, I don't think there was a, a significant improvement from one movie to the other. Uh, I, I think the handling of his humor is a little bit better here because I thought it was a little ridiculous in that first one. And okay. Silly and childish. And I get like he's sort of supposed to be a, a child, but like just tone it back a hair, please, because it's a, it's a, it's it's too much. The Billy Crudup scene in that first movie felt like a deleted scene. Yes, it did. You know, it was it's yeah. like when I was watching it, I'm like, oh, this this feels like Snyder cut shit. It's mm -hmm. like there's no reason to ha even have Billy Crudup in this movie uh, here. It does feel more organic, though. Yep, because I, it's over long. But no, I, well, just like the rest of the movie, it sure. fits. Sure. <laughs> Everything's over long. Uh, yeah, but I also just like the fact that each character is more or less given a moment. Mm. More or less, you know, everyone's got their moments to shine. And Aquaman, to, I thought was a little underserved in both. Yeah, movies. yeah. I mean, again, he's got some nice scenes. It's just like he doesn't seem to serve as much to the to the point of the movie as like some of the other characters do. Mm -hmm. But you know, fine. Like I don't like dislike seeing Jason Momoa mm. in this role. He's good, actually. I think he's probably the best cast out of everybody. Uh, is he the better best actress or actress That's best it. actor? He's not bad, actually. In the movie? He's the best. No, actor. no, 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 no. I mean, of like that, that team. I, I kind of. Yeah, like that's him. what I mean. In, oh, you're saying in the, in this particular movie, does he give the best performance? Yeah. I wouldn't call him the best actor. No, 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 I don't, I don't think so either. I'm just saying like of that. I think that, Willem Dafoe would have a bone to pick with you. 
That's another thing, man. Bro, Willem Dafoe is like in the opening credits. He's like the and fifth you, build star. Of the you movie. jumped out of your seat. I did. You? I'm like, You're what like, is happening what right now? Like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> <laughs> and he's in the movie. He's like in the movie. Like, I think it's funny enough that Amy Adams is in these movies. Like, it, it just, it cracks me up to no end. The, like that she is still stuck in this universe. And and by the way, this this is a major problem with, with all these movies. Yeah. Just, what is Lois Lane doing? Yeah. What the fuck is Lois Lane doing? <laughs> just let her go. Just like she's not she's nothing. Warner Brothers, she, just let let her go. She's nothing in these movies. Just rip the contract <laughs> up, man. Like set her free. Yes. Amy Adams needs to be set free from these movies. I like and I'm just sick of seeing <laughs> Amy Adams being sad and doing the wide-eyed sad face. <laughs> It's bad enough as it is All that she does that I don't particularly like Amy Adams. But, yes. But like, God, in a movie filled with bad scenes, the scene where she's with Clark in front of the home in that first movie is probably the worst of the bunch. Yeah, it's awful. Like, not only do you have the CGI mustache shit going on, but like that conversation, it's like they are meeting for the first time when they talk to each other. It's mm-hmm. like these people are clearly not in love. It's so bad. No, no they suck. Oh, my God. It's so awkward. They suck. Um, But. Uh, <laughs> yeah there's just uh, a ton of a ton of people in this movie uh hmm i think yamamoa is probably the best cast i think yep. he's probably given the best performance i agree and i think ray fisher's probably two I, I think some people would argue that ray fisher's the best yeah and that's fine you know i i i, I wouldn't even totally disagree with that but uh i think in terms of charisma <laughs> yeah in terms of just general likability i would probably give it to jason momoa okay yeah can we talk about affleck for a second yeah. Let's talk about this. We're going to dish this out. I don't know. I don't know if I have any addition to do. When did this lie start that Ben Affleck was a good Batman? I like him enough in Batman v Superman. Who started this lie? Oh, so you started the lie. Yeah, maybe I did. G- guys like you started this lie. Here's the Is pro- he good in, is he really good in that movie, honestly? Yes. Is he good in the costume, out of the costume, both? Both. You think both? Here's the thing. I though. think he's okay in the costume. Because he's got a chin for it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know? No, I, I think he's perfectly good. I mean, he's a lot better than George Clooney. And I honestly like him a lot more than Val okay, Kilmer. All right. Certainly Val okay. Kilmer. Okay. The lowest possible praise. Yeah, I know. Um, but he's not... I mean, I, I like him better as that Batman than Christian Bale in The Dark Knight Rises. Absolutely. No kidding. Yeah. and Well, he's not really in much of Dark Knight Rises, in fairness. <laughs> <laughs> Still Christian Bale's Batman, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm more than okay with him in that movie. The problem is by this one, he's tired, man. He mm-hmm. just doesn't want to be in the movie. Clearly. And you can clearly tell. Yeah. Even in the first Justice League, he just seemed like he was burnt out. And a lot of that was just because of what happened with BVS. Mm. No, he's just exhausted. Mm. It's it's it, And again, I can't totally blame him. Because I, I honestly think there is a distinct difference between what he was doing in BVS versus what he's doing here. He just seems checked out. Mm. So... That's, that's, that's an issue. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't like him in this. I mean, do I like him better in this movie than in, in the 2017? I guess. Mm, sort of. I think he can scowl well. I think he's doing a lot of I think of the he's jacked. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. His costume's okay. I love the costume. Um, yeah. Like I just don't get like billionaire vibes from him. I think that's the problem. Like he's just not like suave and sexy enough. Like he is the type of guy you're ashamed to bring home to mom and dad like you know really i yeah i think so no i think <laughs> affleck yeah no i i'm not there with you i i think he's he plays a fairly good billionaire yeah. okay yeah honestly and a lot of that is because i would 
not want to bring a, a, a sleazy billionaire home. <laughs> well, I would like to bring any billionaire home. <laughs> I wouldn't, but I would not want my daughter to bring a sleazy billionaire yeah. home. Well, yeah. I might want that too. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, you're, you're, you're Lady Gaga's dad and a star is born. <laughs> Fucking degenerate. Thank you. I know. <laughs> Oh man, you compare me to Andrew Dice Clay. That yeah, is that's the, right. that is the nicest compliment you've ever given me. Check it, Jill went up a hill. <laughs> <laughs> Little Miss Muffin sat on the tuffet, eating her curds and wet. What is that? What the hell is that bit? Look, came a spider and sat down beside her and said, "Hey, what's in the bowl, bitch?" <laughs> oh. Oh my god! Uh, yeah. Um, who else is in this movie? Jared Leto's in this movie. Jared Leto is in this movie. We're not there yet. Save. Oh, okay. We are not. What there else yet. did you want to talk about? Oh boy, who else is in this movie? J.K. Simmons is in this movie. Very briefly. Very briefly. Serves a similar role, so that's not particularly changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely think there's lots of this movie that still could have been cut though is the thing mm-hmm. and again that's not the point but like you do watch this and you're like okay yeah you don't need this scene you don't need the fucking um um uh what's the guy martian manhunter just get rid of him yeah i didn't get, understand that at all no i didn't get it at it's, that's not now that this is one of those things where there is no context built on it it's just there right and i'm very thrown off by it especially mm-hmm. in the martha scene yeah uh, that was tough it's like whoa i didn't okay. actually mind it at the end that was fine but the like just as a little teaser, like as an epilogue at the end. Yeah, it's but okay. The, the issue is that like, is are we going to see that movie? Probably no, not. No, of course. Yeah. Well, that was my question to you. Yeah. Is is he going to just like keep making these? I don't know. Does he have it in him? Like, what are they doing? Because it feels like they figured out the DC model by now. They should. Which is just like we're going to make movies that have nothing to do with each other. We'll make a Joker, <laughs> which yeah. is like insanely dark, and then we'll make Shazam, and like we're not going to be like bound by the limitations of this universe and like having to set up other movies and spinoffs and sequels. Yeah. In a way I'm okay with that. That's kind of like what DC is. Right. They, they, they're, you know, retconning constantly, right? Yeah. They're the redheaded stepchild in, in, in the grand scheme of like cinematic comic book movies. Sure. You know, you know, so like I, I, if this thing is a success, is he going to make like a sequel? Is there, are there going to be more? He might. And I is mean, that one going to be four hours well, long? Like what are they doing with okay, this? Okay. Well, here's the thing. Would you, he he shot that. That's that's obviously a scene that he shot afterwards. Like yeah. he shot like recently. Yeah, yeah. So if you didn't have any intention on making a sequel, or you didn't want to leave it open for anybody else, then you just don't shoot that scene. Right. So maybe. Like it's insane to me to think because I thought this was done. No, I thought, like, no. We were over. I mean, you could leave it here. You could leave it here. The only thing yeah. is the dark side shit. Yeah, what are they doing? What's gonna happen? Because he's Thanos, right? Because Affleck's just, done. Here's the thing. Yeah, and Affleck's like done. Yeah, he wants nothing to do with this anymore. Uh, um, they brought in Pattinson. They're they're doing the Pattinson. I think it's in a different universe entirely, right? I think so too. Is that in the Joker, like Joaquin's Joker? Because now they're they're all there are rumors of that. <sighs> they're probably gonna do that one too. Probably. And it looks like it could fit. I guess Affleck's done. I gotta guess that Cavill's done. What else has he got going on? I don't know. Gal Gadot's going to do this for a while, so they have yes, her. Yes. I mean, they're going to do like three more Wonder Womans. I didn't see the new one. I didn't either. I heard it was not good. Yeah. Uh, so, I like, I don't know. I, don't, do, I mean, do you do it without Affleck? I guess you have to. You just say that Batman's dead and... 
you know? Who do they hire? To Cyborg make... takes over the yeah, Justice yeah, League? yeah. That could work. Yeah, something like that. I mean, I like Cyborg. I do like Cyborg. I think it's a compelling character. Yeah, you know, and it's actually nice to see him uh, fleshed out because I feel like what they did to Ray Fisher was criminal. Yes, because there are scenes. Again, I watch scenes in this one where it's like I know this existed beforehand mm. because of the trailers, mm-hmm. and you could also just kind of feel it, especially where he first meets Wonder Woman. Mm. Like that scene just feels totally different to me, and it's yes. fleshed out better. Yes. It's that's the weirdest thing about this movie. Well, the fact that they they established that he has the cube. Yes. Like they didn't even it was in the closet the entire time and there was just never an establishing shot in that first movie with no. the cube in the closet. It's just there. Right. It's just there. You know, like just again little stuff. Like they showed the flashback with the mom. I I don't think we needed the entire 30-yard touchdown. No, I thought the same thing. Against yeah. Oklahoma. I think they were playing Oklahoma. Like, Gotham University was playing Oklahoma mm. with, like, accurate uniforms. <laughs> like, we didn't, we didn't need that. No. You know? But, yeah, showing that rather than just telling it, I, I think, was helpful. I agree. But like, and he's what, also legitimately the most interesting character in the movie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But the, but like even the scenes that we got that are you know scenes from the Justice League, like I said, like the scene where like Batman is talking to Aquaman on the on the shore. Like there are many like like again like scenes that do carry over, but they are handled differently. Mm. This is the thing. Like the little stuff is ironed out. That's stuff that we were complaining about how little things were adding up. It's not the case here. Mm-hmm. It's actually padded down and smoothed out to you know, as being as good as it can be, I mm. guess, you know, they have that final fight in that village. Yeah, this, and this was another Whedon thing that they got rid of that stupid, stupid fucking Russian family. family. Oh, that I hate stupid it. Fa- that is such manipulative Whedon bullshit. It sucked. And you it? know that Whedon drew that thing up. It's like, how are we going to understand that when a building falls down, people are hurt by it? No, it's like, you know, which I get like that was one of the concerns with with Man of Steel, too. It's like Whedon did not have any acknowledgement for Metropolis just burning to the ground. Mm -hmm. Fine. Fair enough. Um, But like, again, this is a movie about aliens invading and, you know, gods and Atlanteans and Amazonians and. I don't have time Make for that. that mo- yes. Yeah, I don't have time for that. Just show We th- don't have time. <laughs> we don't have time for it. It's like you, you're it's using up. manipulated by that. Using a valuable screen time. You're going to have a comical scene of fucking Flash pushing these people in their truck. Ugh. I don't know how that physics works. I feel like they would like, like combust. He'd just run through them and everything. Mm. You got to show Superman grabbing the entire structure and somehow it's not falling apart. It's right. Just, like, I, it, yeah. I can't believe I'm the one saying it too, because I have often been critical of like Snyder's aesthetic yeah. and just having no humanity in the like action set pieces. Dude, there's honestly a lot of pathos in this movie. Sure. I mean, there's a shot of like when when Aquaman in that final fight scene falls on the roof of that building and the building collapses and he just sort of he bursts out of the front. Yep. Um, it like scenes like that. It's like okay the character looks too big in relation to that building. And the building is literally there as a ladder for the character. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, you watch like daredevil and you see like shots in hallways. It's like that entire action set piece. Yeah. You know, or or something like, uh, what's the movie that, that we love? Uh, the, the The Korean movie, the raid. No, the Korean, the, uh, the, uh, old boy. Like old boy, boy, you know, that single take in the hallway. It's like that one action set piece, which is one of the most thrilling things you'll ever see on screen happens on one story of this building. Yep. You know, and it's like, I, I don't necessarily love that scope and I don't love how he shoots those scenes, but if you're going to do it, do it, you know, and we just don't have any time for that Russian family and we don't have any time to be emotionally manipulated by that in a very lazy way. I thought I agree. You know, I completely agree. So, and also in that scene, like just, 
change the CGI in the green screen. Like the red was tacky. The yep. red did not work. No. And this actually feels more like what Zack Snyder would, do, would have done, which yes. is, nice. you know, and it just looks cloudy and like everything looked fake. Mm. Everything looked fake in that final, uh, uh, fight scene. Mm-hmm. And it just got so annoying. And it was just kind of like, like making my eyes bleed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Like it's, it, it, that's the other thing. It's like, not only was the movie just like, like a, a pain to sit through, but it was also just starting to make my head hurt. Mm. <laughs> it was just not a pleasant experience whatsoever. Mm. Yeah. Um, I, what else? I mean, listen, the bones of the plot, I guess are still there. More similar. Yeah. Like you still have the resurrection of Superman. You still have the kidnapping of the scientists in the second act. Like, you know, all of those set pieces are there, but they sort of, they just maneuver them very differently. I just, like, listen, I was rolling my eyes when they did that Superman resurrection in the first movie. And here it kind of made sense. It did. Make, look, it's totally different. Yeah. Isn't it like, like completely different? Yeah. It just seemed like, like a contrived way of like getting him resurrected. But here they actually made it like, earned. like, like an earned and fun and sort of interesting action sequence and sort of like playing up how the flash operates mm-hmm. and how that also foreshadows what, or, uh, what's going to happen later. Right. Yeah, I didn't really understand that when it happened. It's he's moving so fast he that can time move, is actually moving backwards. Well, when you can move faster than the speed of light, you can time travel. You can time travel. Basically. Okay. And which he can do. So yeah. Which is something I actually knew about the Flash that he he has time abilities, which is why I was always annoyed at the, the ending of the Justice League where he races Superman. I'm like, "No, like Superman is not going to catch the Flash." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Um so yeah. I like it, Adam. I, I like it too. I like it. What I don't like, hmm. we didn't need that epilogue. Man. Okay. We didn't need the epilogue. Here's my take on the epilogue. It is literally an epilogue. Yes. Now, movies are not books mm-hmm. for good reason. And, uh, you know, books, often the excess is kind of charming. Sure. And, you know, the the, the post-credit stuff on the page, I think, plays a lot better than it does on screen. It's like, it's like a bonus. You know? Yeah, it's like you're getting more book. Here's yeah. more book for you. Yeah. In movies, yeah, it's not exactly the, the rhythm of of how movies are made, and also just like the conventions of plot do not really allow for a lot of excess after the plot is resolved. I just thought it had really lost steam. There was a moment or two in that epilogue that I was okay with, but when it kept going, especially that dream sequence, I'm mm. like, Ugh, okay, yeah, we need to wrap this up again. I am not viewing this as a conventional movie, though. Yeah. I am viewing this as its own unique experiment sure. where everything is going to be here. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to take everything on the, the on the screen as its own standalone idea. And I kind of like the idea of that dream sequence. I don't know. I kind of liked how it was shot. It's, I don't like Leto's performance in it by any means. No. <sighs> but like... This is a movie about excess. And no, I, I get you that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was, I was okay with it. But it says something when like I am all on board for the excess, but there is like a breaking point. Mm. And that's sort of how I felt. And like I said, I didn't mind all the epilogue moments. Like even with Barry Allen's dad, that was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just a moment here and there. But like, like I was just like at this point, it, it just felt a little unnecessary. I'm not totally sure that was earned, but you know. I saw a great. Uh, letterbox review where that essentially said that the last hour of this movie is like the fox from Antichrist eating its tail. You know, it just has just gone so far down the fucking rabbit hole <laughs> by the end. This entire experiment has just like eaten itself. Yeah. No, because no, now we're <laughs> filming, you know, uh, dream sequences with the Joker 
<laughs> talking to Batman about the death of Harley Quinn. <laughs> no, because like, who am I going to what am I going to say to say, oh, you, you shouldn't have done that? Like it is it's completely and utterly the experiment and there's sure. no stopping it. Right. I, I, I you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. It, and the thing is, like, it doesn't like operate poorly, per se. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like it's broken or anything. The scenes do play out nicely and they work. It's just in the context of the film, it's a little it's a, you get a little I, I got a little bit of whiplash personally. Okay. Yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. But also it's like what we signed up for. Yeah. And I, I was totally in by that moment. I'm not mad at it. By though. hour yeah. three and a half, I was still in. Yeah. No. Like I wasn't bored. I was buying in. I was like enjoying myself. It's like, yeah, give me more. Why not? The only one that like bothered me was really like the, 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 uh, God, what the fuck is his name? Martian Manhunter. I just didn't need any of that. Okay. I really didn't need any of that. I feel it. Yeah. I definitely get it. Um, what else did I want to talk about? What else did I have in my notes? Uh, yeah, I mean, all that stuff with it's all about Lois Lane. Lois Lane is the key. That just feels like set up for the sequel. I'm just so sick of Lois Lane. Yeah, I'm sick of her. I guess that's true. And that, yeah, the one thing again, they did not improve on that. Lois Lane still kind of sucks in this. Um, where do we go from here? I don't know. Like, wh- like, what is this going to change? Big picture here. Let's talk big picture. Um, what is this going to change about the way the studio system operates? The way that auteurs have control over material that they already made that they already released. I don't know. I, I certainly think are we going to see more director's cuts like this? Probably. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I certainly think filmmakers are going to be uh, a little more inclined to go to the platform now mm. because they can get away with whatever they want. I mean, a director, I mean, this is, this is like a, a, a topic of conversation that has been, you know, just, you know, trialed over for years and years of a director just not doing what they wanted to do, you know, and it's caused a lot of like pain and suffering for, for many filmmakers mm-hmm. and just the, the sheer idea of, of, of them going in and doing whatever they want without the interference of like a Weinstein or some shit like that. Like sounds like, like music to their ears, I would mm-hmm. imagine. Mm-hmm. You know, I get it. I, yeah, I understand why you threw hallelujah in your movie again, Zack Snyder, because <laughs> hallelujah, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I still think there's a line that needs to be drawn. I, I, do, yeah. I don't know if this makes financial sense. I mean, that's the, the larger question. Does do, it attract enough subscribers <laughs> to HBO Max and does it justify $70 million? I would guess not. Nico, here's my question. Do movies make financial sense anymore? Oh, that's a, that's a larger thing. Yeah. Why not make a 10 episode miniseries? Right? Yeah. 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 hundred uh, percent. That's what we're going to find out. I, I mean, I'm I'm really just mystified by this thing. I am too. I'm, I'm mystified. I am too. Uh, I'm mystified that they actually gave him the money to do this, mm. that he actually made a different movie, yeah, and that it was actually better. Significantly better. Significantly like, better. In that it's a good movie. From bad to good. Trash to yeah. good. <laughs> this thing's like, the Justice League is ungood. It's mm. ungood. This thing is, I would say, pretty good. <laughs> I'm sorry, nerds. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy they got what they wanted. I'm sorry. I'm happy they got what they wanted. Do I want every superhero film or every movie that gets released to be three and a half to four hours? Absolutely not. Uh, but every once in a while, if I feel like it's necessary, why not? I don't know. All right. That's going to do it. I think we're in weird territory now, man. And Snyder I, Cut. We're in, we're in some weird purgatory. I don't know. I don't know what this land is that we're living in. It was a meme, Adam. And it a became, meme made this movie. Yeah, yeah. Memes are powerful things, you know? Yeah. Trump was a meme and then he became president. <laughs> uh, 
Dude. The Snyder Cut. Thank you, Zack Snyder. Yeah, God yeah. bless you. I'm happy for you. Yeah, I'm, happy. I'm Yeah, I'm actually. I'm happy for everyone involved. Incredibly happy for Zack Snyder. Honestly, mm-hmm. honestly. Uh, all right. Next week, Adam. Oh, next Howard Hawks week. We're gonna do a Howard Hawks. Howard uh, walks pod. Howard. Howard walks. Walks. <laughs> Howard walks. Howard walks hard. <laughs> <laughs> Howard Hawks podcast next week. Six movies. Five movies. How many do we have time for? Yeah. By the great old Hollywood director Howard Hawks. Uh, and that'll do it, I think. I guess, yeah. Any other fleeting thoughts? Uh, I, 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 I think that's it. I'm like, I feel high. <laughs> Dark seed, baby. <laughs> it's very weird. Uh, all right. Go to the Discord. You can find the link in the description for this podcast. Give us your thoughts on the Snyder Cut. Was it a total waste of time and money? Or was it actually good art? Sound off in the Discord. Yeah. Uh, and you can always follow us on Twitter. You're at some Adam Hall. I'm at funny Nico tweets. Run letterboxed as well. Mm-hmm. Um, always talking movies on there. And uh, we love you. Yeah, we love you. And until next time. We live in a society. <laughs> he didn't say the line! I know. <laughs> oh, I'm so mad. <laughs> so mad. <laughs> <laughs>